Welcome to I Speak Human, a podcast about navigating the human experience by way of the stars. I'm your host, intuitive astrologer, Akashic record reader, and fellow human, Victoria Greer Stevens. Join me each week as we look to the stars to answer life's big questions. Who are we? Where are we going? And why are we here? This is I Speak Human. Hello and welcome back to another episode of I Speak Human. I am so excited to be back. I took a week off for my mental health and I'm feeling really good. I'm feeling like, you know, this energy is just, it feels very supportive to me. I'm, I can definitely feel that there's a shift that's happening between Aries to Taurus season. And I was going to kind of start out by talking about the shift that you guys are probably already feeling. When Aries season happened, there was just in this started about, I would say towards the end or mid to end of March, there was a real pump of energy. There was a pump of like fire energy. And I think for a lot of us that gave us kind of a pump to like get some projects going or move in a different direction or realize maybe like have our voice in an area or maybe like I know I've gotten a lot feistier in airy season and just been like a lot more like not like argumentative, but I think my Libra moon um sometimes I kind of deflect from difficult situations or things that like, like confrontations and things of that nature, or just even saying like, I don't like this. Like we went to a restaurant the other night and just like, we wanted to move tables. And normally I would never, ever do that. Like, but we had gotten like, it was just, anyway, it was just not, but normally I wouldn't say anything. And normally I wouldn't ask to move. And I did. And it was like, okay, it did take me like a little bit for me to get like forward enough to actually be like, no, I want to be moved. There's a problem. Like I went over there like twice and I feel like I was like very like, um, so, uh, and then like the third time I was like, wait, no, actually you need to move me. Like I kept like asking, like, do you think, um, we could get like, maybe a menu. And then like, we just like weren't getting good service is really all it was. So anyway, um, but yeah, so normally I wouldn't have said anything about that. So, but right now there's kind of this shifting so that you may have noticed it manifesting in that way. And that just that you've been a little bit more vocal or standing up for yourself. Um, but you may have also noticed just if you have a lot of Aries placements, you might notice kind of just a burnout and an overwhelmment. Um, or even just feeling like too much of that fire and like you're not able to like get grounded. And I know last week was really rough because um, I'm recording this on April, um, I think it's 14th, let's check. Yeah, 14th, just to give you guys some context. At about 12.34 p.m., um, this episode will be released on Monday, I believe it's 4.20, let's check that out. Nope, 4.19. Um, oh, that's our anniversary. Happy anniversary, babe. I love you. Um, it's our two-year dating anniversary. So this episode will be released then. Um, anyway, so I felt this like 
So we've been moving from this fiery energy to this Taurus energy, which, and it's, it's slow. Like the first thing that's ingress and ingress means to move from one sign to another. I have a vocabulary list in the show notes. I add to those every single week. The list just grows and grows. So if there is a word that I say that, um, you know, like ingress, like some big fancy astro word, check the notes. Um, and I may have defined it in a previous episode and then put the definition below. Or it's just a word that like I know I've used, I used in an episode and didn't define. Um, and it continues to grow. So, but ingress, so I will add ingress to the list. Victoria, future Victoria, write that down. Um, add ingress to the list. Um, and it just means to move from one sign to another. So I'm going to use the big fancy word now, now that I've defined it, right? Because remember, you signed up for astrology school. Um, I like, did you guys like that? Patent, like, don't steal that. Because that, that song that I just created was, it's a work of art. Um, so anyway, so that Taurus energy, it's grounding us from the fire. And even like as I'm talking, like I'm really excited and I'm all over the place. Um, but it started with the ingress of the moon moving from Aries. We had a big pileup of planets in Aries, that nice new moon on April 11th. And then slowly the planets are like, okay, it's getting kind of toasty in here. Let's like go over to like chill Taurus. Aries is like, let's get shit done. Let's fuck. Let's fight. Let's go work out. Let's go make things happen. No, you don't like that shit. I'm going to tell you what I think about your shit. It's very like, it's also violence. It's also, it can be war. It's also, so we've seen that. We've seen this like, this horrible, just like, of violence in the past week, in the past few weeks. And it's been, yeah, and we can feel that fire like building and brewing even on a, like a, like a bigger level. And, and then there's like, we're kind of, and then as the planets start peeling off and ingressing and moving into Taurus, um, we're going to feel kind of like, a resting place and just to kind of because Venus so right now currently as you listen to this podcast episode I'm gonna look at the chart for you let's look at that chart by the way guys chart finding is fun oh yeah pod episode I'm making a chart in real time um, I may cut this and I may not. You guys just can like know what it's like to be in my brain. So I'm going to set this. So I'm on, just so you know, I'm creating a time chart for what's going on in the sky as you listen to this. And I'm using an app. I'm going to check out what the, it is called Time Passages. I have the pro version. I believe I paid $50 for it. And I don't think I've ever been charged for it again. I might be wrong, but I don't think I have. And it is the best investment I've ever made. I can edit and save charts. I can categorize my charts so I can use like, so I have like a category of like clients. I also have like friends charts. I also have like celebs charts. I can also put like I'm doing right here, events. I'm going to set it for 8 a.m. for all you all you cool guys and gals that are up at 8 a.m. with me. I'm going to set it for 8 a.m. if you're listening to this podcast then on April 19th, and that's 8 a.m. Central Daylight Time. 
So you can translate wherever you are. Um, okay, let's talk about what's going on in the sky. Ooh. Okay, so currently right now, as you're listening to this, if you're listening to this right when it comes out, um, and if not, then you can think back in retrospect, what was going on on April 19th, girl? Mm. Um, so the sun is in the sign of Aries. So starting after the new moon in Aries, the planet slowly, which I said again was on the 11th. So this week, and I'm in the middle of it as I'm recording. So this week, the planets are slowly peeling off from Aries and transition or ingressing into the sign of Taurus. And they're like chilling the fuck out because Taurus is like ruled by Venus and is all like bonbons and sleepovers and pink eyeshadow and looking fierce AF. And she's not about the drama and she loves beauty and relaxation but she's also like super sexy and sensual and like in her body like Megan Fox is a Taurus and I don't care if you're a guy girl or zebra Megan Fox is hot so (laughs) just like straight up but part of what makes her hot is because she's like sensual and like in her body and like feels herself and yeah like she's a She is that really grounded, just powerful feminine energy, which is so Taurus. Um, And when we talk about her, and so when we talk about like what somebody has their like sun sign in, it's really important to know that like, okay, so because you meet a ton of Tauruses and I bet you're like, they're not alike. Like, you know, like my list of Taurus that I have right here, because we're actually going to go into Taurus in today's episode. So this is kind of a fun transition. My list of Taurus are like Adele, George Clooney, Megan Fox, Kelly Clarkson, Robert Pattinson, Barbara Streisand, Janet Jackson, Stevie Wonder, The Rock, Dennis Rodman. So that's like a pretty vast list, right? Like that's not, and that's, covering like a whole lot of different types of people we've got like actors on that list we've got a lot of musicians we've got a lot like a lot of musicians like crazy amount of musicians and then fucking Dennis Rodman who I love he's like if you don't know who Dennis Rodman is he's like the crazy motherfucker that used to play for the Bulls and he was oh my god I love him I love Dennis Rodman because he was just his fucking self and I think he was a revolution within himself but he was like but think about he was like stable and consistently crazy and so (laughs) that was that's like kind of how I would describe him like you can always depend on him that he's going to do something crazy which is not dependable so it's kind of a funny like I don't know like I don't know what the word would be I don't know. I can't think of the word that I'm, I'm think, searching for right now. But anyway, he's he's almost like a contradiction a little bit. But interesting. So when we see, you know, a sign and you were looking at your sun sign, it's really important to know where the ruler of that sun sign is in your chart. So I may have lost you there. So like, let's say, so I'm going to do an example because I think it's the easiest way. So let's say, for instance, Dennis Rodman, his son is in Taurus. Cool. Following me? So his son is in Taurus, just like Adele's son is in Taurus. George Clooney's son is in Taurus. Uh, Let's see. Dennis Rodman's, Janet Jackson, Stevie Wonder. Everybody has their 
sun in Taurus. You can tell halfway through, I forgot what thing I was like chanting, like or mimicking, like everybody gets a new car, like Oprah. Okay, never mind. I lost you guys. So we have all these dudes with their sons in Taurus, right? But to find out like how their Taurus is flavored, we got to look at the ruler of Taurus in their chart. So the ruler of Taurus, so the sign of Taurus, the zodiacal sign of Taurus is ruled by a planet. Okay, so we have planets, we have signs. So signs are like Aries, Pisces, Sagittarius, Virgo, Capricorn. Those are signs. And then planets, and then we have planets that are in different combinations of each of those signs, okay? So we have like Saturn, Mercury, Mars. And I know that the moon and the sun are not a planet. I've been corrected uh, on social media. I'm aware of that. They're luminaries, but most of the time when astrologers don't say the planets and the luminaries, they just call them the planets um, because easier. Um, but it is technically incorrect. So I would like to, I would like to give a shout out there to my, to my friend who pointed that out to me on social media. Um, anyway, so, but, so I want to look at like where Dennis Rodman's chart ruler is. That's what I'm trying to figure out. So, I mean, well, technically, okay. So, oh shit. Technically that's not his chart ruler. I take that back. Chart ruler is a different thing, but I want to know the ruler of Dennis Rodman's son. Okay, the son is like your essence, how you move through life, like how like the your spirit almost, like your your chutzpah, if you will, um, is your son. So I want to look at how his son is flavored. So his son is ruled by Venus. And Venus in his chart is in the sign of Aries. So if you are a little bit more advanced in your astrology, you know, oh shit, this is why Dennis Rodman is a Taurus, but acts so like, almost like, I would say like a Scorpio or a Pisces or something, some kind of, and I don't have his entire chart in front of me, but I would say something that's a little bit more, otherworldly than a Taurus because Taurus is pretty like settled and like like consistent and but his Taurus energy is flavored by Aries and Venus and Aries are completely opposite so Venus is again she rules Libra and Taurus and Venus is all like I like bonbons and I like to hang out with my friends and I love talking and I love beauty and I love luxury and I love getting into my body and I love balance and I love harmony and I love you know, justice. And uh, I love being present and I love being in my body and I love the five senses and I enjoy pleasure and I love sex and I love creation and I love singing and I love art and I love money. Ooh, I love money. That's Venus. Okay. Okay. Are you, are you with me? And then Aries is all like, wow, that hurt. Water's needed now. Yeah, but Aries is all like the thunder and the fire coming down. Yep. Samantha, that was a shout out to you, babe. Uh, Harvard Sailing Team, video and bio. Not going down that rabbit hole. But the point of the matter is, is that Dennis Rodman's son in his essence is been 
is affected by the Thor fire athleticism. Um, but also Venus, Aries is, Venus doesn't do so hot in Aries. It's kind of like the captain of the cheerleading team. Uh, well, that's not really totally fair, but like, it's all, it's like Venus in all of her sensuality and all of her sexuality and all of her Venusian, beautiful, luxurious, harmonious, diplomatic. There's just not one word to describe Venus. All of that, those beautiful feminine qualities are being lit on fire so they become very eccentric and they and I'm sure there's some other things in his chart but you can see that he's a very different Taurus than for instance Kelly Clarkson who has her Venus in Pisces and Venus loves being in Pisces so Kelly Clarkson and then and Venus because Pisces is friendliness and openness and Venus and Pisces is just they really want people to get along and harmony and you like can like she's got a talk show and you just feel like you could just sit down and like have a glass of wine with her and she just is so open and she's so beautiful and she's so harmonious and she sings really beautifully and she has a beautiful singing voice because you know, Taurus is the throat and it's this, it's, it gets singing. And so when it's in Pisces, it's just, oh gosh, it's just butter. And she just flows in this Piscean, Taurus, Venusian energy. And it's really, really, really beautiful. But when that that when Venus gets into Aries, it's a really different manifestation. Astrology is so nuanced, guys. So just but this it's kind of funny that I brought up Dennis Rodman because that's kind of the transition we're going through right now, guys. We're kind of in like Dennis Rodman energy right now. So if you don't know who that is, I want you to look him up. I want you to go watch The Last Dance on Netflix. Oh my gosh, it's so good. I've talked about it before. I'm going to link it in the show notes because I think it's that good, bitches. Um, whoops, just hit the microphone. Um, oh, guys, I'm going to tell you what kind of crystals I'm working with today. And then we're going to get into today's episode. Um, so the crystals that I am working with today, the first one, okay, I'm going to stop doing that now because my French accent is pathetic and, but I'm an actress. Wow. I don't know what just happened there. My throat stopped working. I'm an actress. So I am stepping more into myself on this podcast. And sometimes that means I'm going to be really fucking spiritual and I'm going to channel and I'm going to have all these like woo woo shit to say like I did last time. And sometimes I'm going to do impressions like I'm Jim Carrey. So I hope you're here for it. I hope you're here for some spirituality and also some humanity because that's who I am and that's what you just signed up for. So and a little ADHD action going on as well, but that's really just my manifesting generator, Uranian energy. So let's talk about my crystals. I've got a sunstone. Whew, this sunstone is holding me down. If you want to know a list of my crystals, I will link those in the show notes as well. Um, so sunstone, it's great for being seen. It's connected to the solar plexus. Um, it's connected to the sun. It's connected to Leo. So it's my rise. Leo's my rising sun. So that essence, the royalty, it's connected with like, and so that's something I'm really stepping into right now is being seen in my life. So I'm holding on, but also when I'm doing a podcast, I want to be seen. It's the whole point. Um, well, maybe it's not the whole point. 
but I do want to be seen because I want to talk to you. Yeah, it is the whole point because I want to talk to you guys. And the more of you I can talk to, like the more fun this is. So I'm going to stop acting like I don't want this podcast to grow. I do want this podcast to grow. I'm all like, I'm okay with like 10 people listening. Fuck that. No, I want a bunch of people listening because I like friends and I like people and I like connecting to people. And I don't know. That's just, you know, what I'm saying. So that brings me to my rose quartz. That is such a beautiful stone. Um, Rose quartz is connected to your heart. It's connected to unconditional love. Also, I'm not a crystal expert. I'm a crystal enthusiast. So, um, you know, definitely can might be. And if you have more information about a crystal that I mentioned, please DM me um, at Victoria G. Stevens. As a reminder, my podcast Instagram, I Speak Human Pod, is no longer a functioning podcast. I mean, it's no longer a functioning Instagram. You need to be following Victoria G. Stevens. It's all under one umbrella and one roof right now. Um, and that's how it's going to stay for the foreseeable future. Um, so yeah, I got my rose quartz going on. I also have a desert rose. I have a green fluorite. I have a selenite and I'm sitting on my rondite. Uh, yes, I sit on rondite. That is a pretty standard thing for me that I will do. Um, I like put it like under my womb. Like I put it like right under my legs and it's just such a grounding. It's huge. It's like a big, I use it as like a, I put it against my like books on my bedside table. So it's a really big stone. Maybe I'll put pictures. Ooh, yeah. I'll put pictures of these so you can head over uh, to my Instagram and check them out. Um, I like that. That's fun. Uh, I have so many crystals today. It's probably why there's so much energy going on. And I bet there's probably some like crystal healer that's listening to me right now. That's like, she's all over the place because she has too many stones in front of her and her energy is going crazy. Um, so if you want to share that insight with me, please do love to hear about that. Um, cause sometimes I just grab all the crystals and I probably should not be doing that, but Anyway, we're going to roll with it today because it's what's happening. And my crystal uh, expert has not contacted me. So future crystal expert, lady friend or male friend or whatever friend. Um, I'm open. <laughs> Spirit friend. Um, alien friend. Uh, so, yeah, we're moving and shifting from that uh, Aries energy into this Taurus energy. Wow, I'm bringing it all the way back, guys. And we're, we're moving from like this time of like hot self-expression, um, maybe like anger. Obviously there's like a lot of anger going on, a lot of tension going on right now. And we're moving into like a more soothing tone. Um, and today actually probably like within the next, maybe while I'm recording this episode, actually, oh yeah, let's look at our today, what's going on. Oh, yeah. Venus has, well, as you guys listen to this, Venus will have definitely ingressed into Taurus. But currently, as I'm, okay, dude, as I'm recording this, um, Venus is still currently in the sign of Aries. So actually, during the course of this recording, Venus is going to ingress into Taurus. So you'll probably even feel the shift in my talking. I bet I'll get a lot more grounded. Um, Also, uh, my moon, I'm a Libra moon, is ruled by Venus. So I'm very affected where Venus goes. Um, So that's kind of something fun you can do. You can look. So look where your luminaries are. So your sun and your moon. 
and then go find out. So that's like would be like step one if you want to figure out this whole like Dennis Rodman, Kelly Clarkson trick. So you're going to go and you're going to figure out what are your what's your moon sign, what's your sun sign um, and then go, OK, cool beans. So let's say your sun sign is Sagittarius, um, your Sagittarius sun. And then let's say your moon sign is Libra. So you would want to look for Jupiter, where's Jupiter in your chart for Sagittarius. And then you're going to want to look at where Venus is in your chart for Libra, for your Libra moon. Um, you can do the same thing with your rising sign. And this is actually how you find the ruler. Whoops. My black tourmaline fell on my rondite. I didn't even go through all my crystals. I also have a black tourmaline and an orange calcite. Um, and then a desert rose. I don't know if I mentioned that one. And my selenite, um, which I always have with me. I need more selenite. Actually, I need a lot more selenite. Um, so you look where, so yeah, so you want to look at where, so for like your rising signs, let's say for this person that I'm talking to who I'd love, it'd be really cool if I was like reading somebody's energy, um, a Sagittarius sun with a Libra moon and a Scorpio rising. If you're out there, contact me and you're listening to this episode. Um, Scorpio rising, um, you would want to look where Mars was in your chart. And so that's going to kind of tell you and how you're flavored a little bit. So anyway, but right as Venus is going to shift into Taurus, um, you'll probably notice that my speech will kind of calm down and slow down a little bit. And I'll get a little bit more grounded into what we're talking about because my moon is in my third house, which is communication and podcast. And since my moon is ruled by Venus, where Venus shifts is really going to affect me. So Venus is moving from um, its detriment to its domicile. So detriment, you can look in the show notes for the official definition for both of these. But detriment, so first of all, domicile is the signs that the particular planet rules. So for Venus, for instance, Venus rules Libra and Taurus. Um, and then the debt, so you can imagine this, the signs that, a you know, basically the planet's kids, like Venus has two kids, Libra and Taurus. We've talked about this analogy before, roll with it. Um, Venus or, yeah, Venus has two kids, Taurus and Libra. And then the opposite on the, and so those are its kids, like it, Taurus and Venus, I mean, Taurus and Libra act like Venus, they have Venusian qualities because guess what? That's their mama. And then on the, so if we look at the opposing sign to that, that's their detriment, which is like the opposite of them. So if you can like imagine like, um, uh, ooh, this is like, would be a really good. So like, I think the Gilmore girls, Laura Lai is a Taurus. Rory is a Libra. I wholeheartedly believe that the creator of that show knew about astrology because those like, it's very well thought out. Like even like the minute and shit. I'm, I'm very curious about that, but like, we know like the minute that Rory was born. So we'd like have her official birth chart. Like it's woven in there. So anyway, I think that the creator of that show probably knew something about astrology or somebody did. And if not, then holy shit, she channeled the fuck out of that. And I am so impressed, um, which is probably why I love that show so much. Anyway, um, 
So Lorelai is a Taurus and Rory is a Libra. So if you could imagine like Rory and Lorelai going into like the most opposite place for them, like going into like a place where there's like a lot of athletics. If you've watched Gilmore Girls, this will totally track with you. Um, like where there's like a lot of athletics or they have to do anything. Like if there's episodes where they go to the gym and they do horrible there because like that's not where Venus wants to be. They want to go and like they find like two men to like give them neck massages because like that's where Venus wants to be. They find the most comfy, cozy places to occupy and then go sit there. Um, my partner is, he has a lot of Taurus and Libra energy in his chart. And I would say that he, he does that. He like, he really enjoys finding pleasure in things and really, um, and actually in Vedic, he is a Taurus son and he has his Venus in Taurus as well. So he's a, he has a lot of that really strong Taurus energy of just consistency, but also like loving luxury and having like a high value for beauty and um, finer things. Like one thing about um, a Taurus is that um, they – they, they like a lot of consistency, but like once they're exposed to like a certain certain level of cuisine, if you will, they like they don't want to eat anything below that. Or like once they understand what quality is, they want to keep at that quality level. Um, it's in like I think it can come off like and I'm not saying for my partner. He's my partner is not a snob like he will eat crappy food but he always like makes crappy food better and he also has a lot of virgo energy which is a very virgo thing like for instance like uh craft mac and cheese or whatever he doctors craft mac and cheese up to make it like a decadent treat like he puts bacon in it and he'll put like parmesan cheese and he puts like a lot of spices in it and he puts like a little like extra butter and he uses cream like he makes it as like rich and decadent as he can which is a very Taurus and Taurus is often gets associated with food but it's not just food it's it's luxury and it's pleasure and it's the five senses and it's being in your body and it's you know, it can totally be bonbons and like vegging out, but it can also just be like feeling your sensual body or like in a sexual way, but it can also be like even just the movement of like yoga and moving through your body or feeling what it feels like to move your body, but in a really slow, intentional way. Um, so anyway, that that's the Taurus energy. So if you, so, oh, but my, my um, example of the Gilmore Girls, um, if you can imagine, um, they are like, yeah, any situation where there's like a lot of martial energy, where there's like fighting or where there's like conflict, like Lorelai is like, <laughs> she finds conflict like funny, but she's not, she doesn't go after conflict a whole lot. Um, she's not afraid of it, but like, but anything that's like martial and as far as like, um, yeah, like athletics or like, you know, 
things like things of that nature that are a little bit more Martian. They're just like not having it. So if you can imagine, like it would be like the Gilmore girls having to go to like boot camp. That would be like Venus going into Aries. Um, and they would just be like, no, that's probably not going to work super well. Um, whereas when Venus, so that's it. So, okay. So we're talking about domicile and detriment. I got real excited about talking about Gil. I should do an episode, the Gilmore girls and the astrology signs. I think I will. That'll be a fun one. I'll do. Um, but the, (laughs) I don't know when I'll do that, but I am going to do that. Um, but the thing that I love Oh, sorry. The thing that I love. What the fuck? Okay. Hopefully Venus is about to go into Taurus, guys, and I'm going to get a little bit more grounded in this conversation. Um, It's going soon. We're at 29 degrees and 59 minutes. So, Um, but it's domicile is, yeah, it's like Venus's kids. And then it's detriment. So when a planet is in its domicile, it's like staying at its kid's house versus like Lorelai having to go if Venus is in Aries, which is its detriment, that would be like Lorelai or Rory having to like go to boot camp. Um, So just like not where they want to be. They're not comfortable. Um, But it but in like somebody's chart, for instance, like Dennis Rodman, um, his Venus being an Aries is just going to like, it's like a twist. So he is very like, he is known for like his fashion choices and things he does with his hair and like he changes his appearance a lot, but he's also, and he, he really enjoys pleasure and like hanging out and drinking and he enjoys like beautiful women, but he also is like athletic and an amazing basketball player. Um, But he, but Venus is also like how we relate to others. And Venus in Aries is like willing to fight more. Like it's a fighting Venus. So he, he was very aggressive on the court and he was, he was on a team for a long time. The Pistons that they were like known to just like be assholes, like just like fight the fuck out of anybody. Um, So throwing some basketball in there for you. We've got Gilmore Girls. We've got basketball. Like the cultural references are just all over the place. Woohoo. So, but yeah, so that, that I'm hoping maybe, you know, learn you're I'm trying to teach you guys some advanced astrology concepts like as I'm teaching you the basics. So that's your exposure to some of those advanced astrology. And we've gone a lot into Taurus, which is really good because that's our first sign that I wanted to talk about today. So I feel like you know, inadvertently, I talked a whole lot about Taurus, but like I'm officially because this is we're finishing up the element series. This is recording is for the sign of Taurus and and or is for the earth elements. And so I'm going to take a pause because I feel like I need a little munchie um, and ground a little bit. And I'm going to come back and I'm going to finish this episode. break. So we were talking about Taurus and we're finishing up the element series with the earth sign. So we've already gone through 
all of the fire signs, we've gone through all of the air signs, and we've gone through all of the water signs. So I'm going to go through all those signs, fire, Aries, Sag, Leo, air, Aquarius, Gemini, Libra, water, Pisces, Scorpio, Cancer. So all of those signs have already been covered in previous episodes. So if you are tuning into this because you really wanted to check out like your moon sign or your sun sign and you have one of those, be sure to go back and listen to those episodes. Um, I will link them in the show notes below so you can have easy access to those. So today we're going to talk about the earth elements. The earth elements we've talked are Capricorn, Taurus, and Virgo. So we talked a lot about Taurus already today because we are in the process of transitioning into Taurus season. So I really feel like all of the zodiacal cycles, they last about 30 days. They have this kind of like 10, I feel like each of the 30 days is divided up into 10. That's actually, there's like an astrology that's called the Deccans. Um, where you do this actually in each sign and you divide it into three separate parts. But I, I almost feel like that with like each sign that like you have, you know, Aries season, for instance, in the first 10 days, it you're transitioning from Pisces to Aries. And there's even that overlap of like the first five days of Aries season and the last five days of Pisces season, there's this trading off. And really, I think it goes into the next 10 days. Well, it go it spans, it's a slow fade the whole time. But I feel like there's like a certain, you know, you're really feeling the Pisces energy more. And then the second like 10 day cycle, 10 days of that cycle. So like from day 10 to 20 of Aries season, um, which I think we're currently in, like we're wrapping up right now. Um, no, we're in the, no, I take that. No, we're not in this phase. The second phase, it's like very Aries. I feel like um, it's a different tone, but then the third phase, we're already starting to transition into Taurus season. Um, so it's kind of like the fire starting to come down. And it's so interesting because in the course of when I took my break, three very, and so when I took my break, that, that little pause that you guys heard or whatever, whatever cool little effect, I decide to like merge the two, whatever uh, the previous part two of this episode or part one, I'm sorry, of this episode, um, Venus was in Aries. And when I took my little break, Venus actually ingressed again, moved into the sign of Taurus. And so during my break, three very Venus and Taurus things happened. The first thing my partner looked and said, he said, have you seen Dodge? Um, because we both have like dodge coin <laughs> like we don't have a lot of it but we just kind of like we have some and we like watch it and I looked and it was like up and it had like I think I don't know I had like 200 I don't know like how much dollars like I had made like a hundred dollars we'll say that like just randomly I was like oh shit but like a lot of money has been popping up for me and I am like feeling this transition from like like at first I've been like kind of spending it and then I've been like, okay, I'm trying to like get a little bit more grounded with how I'm spending my money um, and not just like, oh, I have money. I haven't had money in so long. This is so fun. But like money just like keeps popping up and like I'm seeing more money even coming and opportunities and business coming. Um, but 
so it's just funny. Like, that's an example of that. So that happened. My mom is texting me about shirts. Like, do I want these shirts? I guess she bought some shirts for herself, um, which again, my Libra moon, the Libra moon's the fucking mother. Oh my God, the fucking mother. So sorry, mom. She doesn't listen to this podcast. So I'm good. But I love you, mom. If you ever do, I do. I think you're wonderful. But my mom is, because I told you guys that my, you know, Libra moon is ruled by Venus. So when the signs change, it's kind of really affect me. So my mom, which is the moon, you know, one of the manifestations of the moon in the chart is like trying to buy me clothes. And she's like, hey, um, do you want this like white t-shirt, this black t-shirt or this like leopard print shirt? And she was also was like, I'm going to get one for your sister-in-law. And which is really, yeah, anyway, it's, I can just like astrology nerd out on this right now, but just how like synchronistic this is or how much this fits in the chart. And then, um, I can't remember a third thing happened. Well, oh, I was eating, like I really, really wanted food and I kept trying to like make the food like richer. And I just remember being like, I just want like more fat. I just need like more fat or like, like something that was like, I don't know, filling like I and I wanted I kept wanting like an avocado. I've been wanting like a really good avocado. This is what I'm going to buy. I'm going to buy myself like an honor of Venus going into Taurus. I am going to buy myself a really good sourdough. I really want to learn how to make sourdough. So soon I'm going to do that. Um, actually have somebody. I think somebody has a recipe or something I'm going to use. I don't know. Um, but I have a slight plan. Um, but I want, but I'm not going to make it for this. I'm just going to buy a really good sourdough bread and like really organic, beautiful, natural avocados. And I'm going to wait until those avocados just get to the, just the peak of freshness. And I don't do a whole lot to my avocados. I honestly just put like big chunky, like salt, um, Sometimes I'll do crushed red pepper, maybe a little garlic powder, but it's, I keep it pretty basic and I don't do much garlic powder. I just like maybe touch, um, but I keep it really basic and I mash it up and I'm going to put it on this really yummy, like slightly toasted sourdough toast, thick, thick sourdough toast, and then put arugula on it and then do like a good drizzle of extra virgin olive oil. And sometimes I add a poached egg. Whoops, I dropped a crystal. Hang on, guys. It was the fluorite. We need that. Okay, so <laughs> this is like food porn. Um, I'm like describing this like delicious meal, but oh, it sounds so good. And some like I might do a poached egg, but I really just want it. I don't really want the poached egg right now. That just feels like too... I don't know. I don't want the egg. I almost like don't want the animal byproduct. Like I just want to feel really clean and good. But like, it's so funny because I'm like craving greens. Like, and I don't normally crave a lot of greens, but being honest, um, I've, we've definitely been in survival mode the past few months. And I think we're coming out of it. And I think my body's starting to crave like more greens and healthier foods and like water. Like, oh my gosh, I'm just going to drink some water right now. Drinking some water. Huh. But then I also have like a Coke up here and Venus is definitely like treats. So, um, but that, that like description, but also, okay. So I just took you through such a long description of my food, but that's like 
what I'm wanting to eat. And that's a very like Venus and Taurus thing. So three super like Venusian things happen, like Venus and Taurus, money, food, and then my mom like wanting to buy me something. <laughs> um, she was very much that energy and that shift happened. And so anyway, now we're going to get back into this episode. So we've already been talking about Taurus. So I'm not going to spend a ton of time on Taurus, but I do want to like formally introduce the episode. So these episodes have built on themselves. So if you haven't listened to the past three episodes, I would suggest starting with a fire series, then going to air, then going to water. You're welcome to hang out with me and just listen to this episode. But then after that, go back, listen to them in order again. And this episode will probably make more sense. So Cool, cool. Anyway, so let's keep this train rolling, shall we? So that's Taurus energy. And then we have Virgo energy. Um, So Taurus, oh, let's go back to Taurus. I need to cover some basics on Taurus. So let's formally go through Taurus. Taurus is ruled by Venus. It is a fixed sign. So we talked about Aries as a cardinal sign, right? Aries is a cardinal sign. It initiates, it makes things go. Gemini is a mutable sign, right? It like transitions between the seasons. It's adaptable. Um, You know, mutable signs are generally seen as pretty friendly. Um, That's mutable, kind of more go with the flow energy. Um, But and also doesn't it doesn't like the same. It likes variety and um, spontaneity. And yeah, it's a and it's not a black and white energy. Mutable energy is not innately black and white at all. Um, That's probably more fixed in energy, like black and white. So Taurus is that fixed energy. So the other fixed signs that we've talked about, Aquarius, so fixed thinking, Scorpio, fixed emotion, and Leo, fixed spirit, fixed fire. Um, Scorpio is the fixed water and Aquarius is fixed air, air being mental, water being emotions. These are really basic, simple definitions, but just to kind of give you guys context and then fire being the spirit. Um of the soul. Um, So, and then earth energy is the matter. It's the physical 3D manifested matter. So, you know, fire is about what motivates us. And it's about that thing. It's the spark, right? It's like the spark of creation. It's let there be light. And there was light. Like it's the beginning of time. That is fire. That's why we started with fire, right? And then there's the air and there's oxygen and there's, and it moves the fire, right? So the air moves the fire and has a relationship with the fire. And then from that, there's a cooling off and you need the water to balance the fire, right? And the water is, keeps the fire in check because when things get too hot, what happens? Things can light on fire, which brings us to earth, which is about the, what's containing all of this. What is physically so fire go back that's like our spirit it's our spark it's that and then it's and then air it's our thoughts it's our beliefs it's our communication it's um rules it's systems it's it's society so that's air and it's also information and it's technology and it's movement and it's science and it's everything that's in between 
between your two eyeballs, right? That's that's air. It's also how we communicate. It's how we communicate our spirit, our fire. It's how we communicate our emotions, which is water. And, um, you know, water is our emotions. It's memory. Ugh, I love memory as a description for water elements. It's memory. It's reflection. It's, I think, I don't, it is intuitive in a psychic, spiritual way, but I also think fire is intuitive in a physical way. Um, fire is instinctual, whereas I guess I would actually feel more comfortable calling water maybe intuitive, but I think you could put both for both. Um, also, water is nurturing, and it's the mother, and it's it's life, and it's healing, and it's expansion, and it's sorrow and it's heartbreak and it's it's human like water is the human it's our souls right so we've got the spirit the soul the body um if you're thinking about like the physical form and then your beliefs and your mind and your mental chatter so there's there's you there's your soul there's your you know your spirit if you will there's your emotions and how you feel that's so the so your spirit and your soul and your spark that's your fire your emotions and how you feel and your memory and how um your you know psychic connection and that just that knowing feeling and that connectedness feeling and your dreams and your and all this creativity and it oh gosh creativity and expression and um, sexuality and intimacy and relationships and that and friendships and love and that's all you know that's our water that's our humanity right and then we have our thoughts and how what we think in our society and our programs and our systems and our models and our that's our the air the air we have to communicate and social media and it's 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 talk it's the chatter it's the it's the it's the thing that communicates to the rest of the organism. It's the connection point. So that's the mind. The mind's like the connection point of the whole body, right? It's our thoughts. It's our beliefs. So, and then earth is the body. So if you you under, start getting a sense of like, we are all four of these elements, right? So we're talking about earth energy today. And so Taurus energy, it's a fixed form of the earth. The earth is like physical form, what we manifest, what we create. It's money. It's power. I mean, in some ways, it's but it's economy. And it's also the trees and the grass and nature and it's government. And it's like systems. So there's certain systems of like societal systems. And then there are government systems, which are like laws and things that are like firm in place, like on paper. So there are like maybe like society like things. Okay, so air society would be more like the way women are paid. That's that's not now, there may be laws in place that are affecting that or, you know, contributing to that, you know, but it's not necessarily something that is in place to that is a physical thing making this happen, if that makes sense. Um, there are physical things that are influencing it happening, but like a law would be like, you know, a law, like 
you can't kill somebody. Like that's a law. <laughs> like you go to jail. Um, but the, there's also like the manipulation of the law and the the weighing of the law, and that's air. So it's you can see how like earth and air can dance. But anyway, I'm getting a little sidetracked. But the earth, it's like the physical things, right? It's also ple- it's the five senses. It's the physical pleasure, um, and it's also like healing and health of like the physical body and perfecting and like making and creating things that last like the earth is about lasting um and all of the earth signs you know have this concept of maintaining maintaining the day-to-day maintaining the system maintaining the tradition maintaining the physical maintaining beauty maintaining money it's and building and creating and it's about the you know the physical things so when we look at a fixed sign, so air, so a cardinal sign initiates a season, it starts things, fixed signs maintain. So Taurus is a sign that's about maintaining, which is why Taurus is associated with like food and pleasure and even like vegging. Like that's a very Taurus thing to do and just to like want to like be comfortable. Like, but they also want beauty and things that are decadent and things that are that are pleasurable and that's also art and so and we can see and that's and also Taurus rules the voice and the neck and so we that's why we see so many singers that are Tauruses Tauri I don't know what the plural form of that is so let's go over this list of Tauruses again we have Adele we have uh, Megan Fox George Clooney Robert Pattinson, who is a musician, by the way, an actress and an actor and a musician. Barbara Streisand, Janet Jackson, Stevie Wonder, Sam Smith, The Rock, who, by the way, is also a musician. I know he's known as like, you know, an actor and other things. I don't really know a whole lot about The Rock. I'm not going to lie. I feel a little embarrassed to say that. Um, And then Dennis Rodman, who I think was an artist um, as well as an athlete. And we've talked about that. Venus is the artist and, you know, Mars is athleticism. So his Venus and Aries made him an artist and an athlete. And I think he very much is. So let's talk about some other famous Tauruses and where their Venuses are. Um, Barbara Streisand, like Kelly Clarkson, has her Venus in Pisces. So that gives her a very you know, relatable, like you just, she's, you just love Barbara. Like everybody loves Barbara Streisand. Like, I mean, I don't know, you know, she's just, she's just great. Barbara Streisand. Um, and then Janet Jackson and Stevie Wonder both have their Venus in Aries, like Dennis Rodman. So I think in a way, cause Aries is about like going first and also Janet Jackson has done a lot of controversial things in her career. Um, like, I mean, she has, she's been very like forward with her sexuality in times when that hasn't been, you know, she used her sexuality as a tool or a weapon, which is very martial. And I don't mean that in a, in a negative way at all. I mean that in a very empowering way. I feel like she has really, I remember, I was talking to my partner about this a couple weeks ago, actually. And I was telling him that like, I remember getting Janet Jackson's, one of her albums, like I wanted it for Christmas and my mom let me get it. I was like 12 and she's like super like sexy and like half naked on the cover. And like, it's just a very sexual, sensual album. 
Um, and even as I'm describing this, I'm like, oh, it's so Taurus. Um, and I just remember like thinking she was so beautiful and I felt so beautiful when I listened to her music and there was just this like sensuality to her, but she didn't apologize. Like it was like revolutionary in a way. Like she, yeah, she just always has had this, you know, even her brothers, you know, her brothers, the Jackson five and Michael Jackson, um, she, out of all the girls like stepped up and was like, hell yeah I mean and out of all these men like she stepped up and she was she's this artist within herself like she is not just you know Michael Jackson's sister who I mean when you have somebody at that talent and we're actually going to talk about Michael Jackson's chart later when we get to Virgo but when you have somebody of that talent as your brother like to actually be able to stand and say that you were a cultural icon like within your own right that's incredible like it's anyway like I'm like their birth charts I should okay so I'm gonna do a I'm gonna do like a cultural um that's actually something I was gonna announce in this episode just like as if I'm gonna start doing like cultural um episodes where I like will dive into like Janet Jackson and Michael Jackson's chart or like dive into the Gilmore Girls just because I think that that helps create context for astrology I'm also so that's gonna be a lot about what this next kind of phase of this podcast is going to be about, it's going to be about making astrology relatable and like more human for you guys. So, so yeah, so I totally buy, you know, Janet Jackson having her Venus and Aries. Um, but then you have like Adele and she has her Venus and Gemini, which I love because Gemini is like kind of a funny, cheeky sign. And I think Adele is funny as shit. And if you don't believe me, watch this video that I'm going to link in my bio. She is, if you haven't seen, it's like the Ellen, when she was on Ellen and she like kept this bit going that she was like fucking insane in like a smoothie shop she'd actually like she'd never been in one before and she's like cuts the wheatgrass and like is asking for all like this really weird shit and it's because she has Ellen DeGeneres in her ear like saying shit to say but the thing that's crazy to me about is Adele executes this flawlessly and so Go ahead, pause this video. If you haven't seen it, if you have seen it, yeah, you should watch it at some point because it's hilarious. Um, But if you have, if you haven't seen it, I'm going to link it in the show notes. It's going to be under uh, Adele video Um, and go watch this. And it is hilarious because she keeps it going so, so, so well. And that is such a Gemini thing to be able to do. Geminis are so good at like, in general, like, turning it um on like they can kind of shift and be a different like talk to different people and kind of shift and be able and are also generally really good actors and are able to kind of just turn that on and perform and that's just kind of natural for them um but they're also really funny and I think that that just showed just how freaking hilarious she is because even like her comedic timing and her delivery oh it was brilliant it was like Ellen was the like writer of the show and Adele was the actor and oh it's so funny um but anyway so I love I I totally buy that for her and then also Megan Fox is a Gemini and I don't in or has her I'm sorry is her she's a Taurus but has her Venus and Gemini and 
I don't know this because I don't like follow Megan Fox's career very much, but I do think that she has to be a little funny. Like <laughs> she's, yeah, I think she has to be funny. Like I, I could like see that personally just because of like certain roles she's done. Um, and things like that, or like at least appreciates humor. So I feel like that could be true. Not 100% sure, but uh, so I'm not exactly sure on that one. I don't have like a great explanation for that, but I bet if I dove more into her chart, it would make sense. Um, so if you if you want to nominate Megan Fox to be talked about on a cultural episode, let me know. Probably won't because I like to look at people who I'm like kind of obsessed with and I like her, but I'm not like obsessed with her, you know. I'm kind of a like Michael and Janet Jackson. I, I'm obsessed with them. I'm going to say that. Um, so, but yeah, so that's that Taurus energy. So staying power, consistency, loyal, Taurus, you know, fixed earth. It's a loyal sign. So if you know anybody with a lot of Taurus energy, you probably know them as somebody that's really loyal and consistent. And, you know, they show up. Taurus is also, they like to give gifts um, and they like they to give physical gifts to people um, and do physical things for them. So they're going to be the ones that, you know, show up with maybe not show up with soup, but wouldn't send flowers or bring a really nice dish or do something like beautiful for you. If like something, you know, I, or I, yeah, I actually had a tour, one of a friend that had a Taurus moon and I remember one time she like bought me DoorDash and she was like, get the like the thing you want the most. Like it, she wanted to make sure that I like got to, you know, really indulge. Um, and that's a very Taurus thing. So but Taurus energy, one of the things that's beautiful about it is it's so just it can do the day to day. It can do it can sustain for a long, long, long time. And I think that's such a beautiful quality because I think, you know, as somebody that has so much fire in their chart and even my earth, it's all very, very cardinal. So I have a lot and I have some air, pretty decent amount of air. So there's a lot of movement in my chart and it's earth. So it feels really big and like, oh gosh, like we're doing this. Like I'm, you don't miss me when I walk in a room. I'm like five foot two, but I'm like very everybody is always very aware of me when I walk into a room and it's always been like that my whole life. I used to be really insecure about it. And now I'm just like, and I felt like I had to like perform because everybody could feel my energy. And now I'm like, Oh, I don't have to perform, but everybody's going to be watching me to some extent, unless there's another Leo around, which I actually really love my friend, Holly. She's a Leo rising and a Leo sun. So I don't, it's, I actually really feel great around her because I don't feel like I'm the only one being watched. She's such a strong presence and she also has her moon in Aries. So she has such a strong, fiery presence. But Taurus, there's just this unmovableness and this stability and safety and just things you can depend on and Taurus energy like likes consistency. So if you, um, 
they like their routine and they like things to, you know, they want day-to-day things to be the same. You know, they might like shopping at the same grocery store. And that's why a lot of times like tourists, tourists or people with heavy tourist energy are kind of resistant to change. Um, but like, I like using my kids as examples because I just think it's, they're, they're pure energy. And all of my tourist kids, like they, they're re- all really down to earth. So like, they don't want me to be like their teacher and like, okay, now I'm going to tell you what to do. Like, they just want to like come in and be like, Hey, Miss Victoria or Hey Victoria. Like, and they're just really relaxed and they're, they're polite and they're nice, but they, they want me to be consistent. That's one thing I've noticed about my tourist kids. They really want, Oh my gosh. And they're all really good at harmony, which is very interesting because Venus is, oh, that's such a beautiful example because Venus is the planet of harmony. Um, and yeah, I'm thinking of two different girls. One of them, one of, she's probably 14 and then the other one's nine. And um, they both are really good. They both are interested in harmony. And so the older one, I've been teaching her for a while now and the younger one, I'm just starting because um, I'm a voice teacher, if you don't know that. Um I teach privately five days a week. I'm actually need to leave in about an hour. So I'm going to be wrapping, trying to wrap this up. I'm still on the first line, but wrapping this up so I can get, get out there because um, I need to leave. Yeah, about an hour and 15 minutes, but I'll wrap up well before then. Don't worry. Um, but anyway, they just, they're, they're, but Venus is harmony. So it's interesting to me that they really enjoy harmonizing, but they want consistency from week to week. And that's, that's what I've, and they, they're not like the most, neither one of them are like, okay, I want to perform. Like, I just want to be on stage and I want to, you know, my Aries are like, yes, get me on stage. I want to do it. All my fire signs are very like, I want to be on stage. Let's get, you know, even my air signs are very motivated to be on stage and be in front of people. Um, and my my water signs are a lot. My water signs are the ones that I have to really talk to. I have to be like, okay, guys, you know, like, okay. So for instance, our showcase, like our recital is coming up next weekend. My water sign kids right now, most of them have had it. Any of them that are performing, they've had an emotional breakdown um, this week. And they've just needed like emotional support. And so I've been trying to provide that support for them this week. Um, and I did, I've done something that with a little girl yesterday, she's a little, she's a cancer, she's a cancer. Oh, she's so sweet. Beautiful voice. I talked about her in my water episode. Um, she was having some stage fright. She's like, you know, I don't know, eight or nine, I think, um, having some stage fright, super normal. Um, but you know what? I, I just like felt like she needed a little bit more support. So I, was like, hey, like, let's come up with like a stage fright plan because she she's performed several times and she still gets super, super nervous and she's so talented and I know she's going to do really great things. And I just want to, you know, I want to provide her with some support and tools to get on stage and perform so that she can shine and she, you know, I performing if you if you are a performer or have been or you know even just the thought of performing makes you sick it's a very vulnerable thing and it's normal to get stage fright and anxiety even if you love performing um and even if you're really talented um but that's it's it's a it can be a really destabilizing thing especially for your nervous system um so 
I know my nervous system, like I, I never could regulate and perform. And I think that was part of my issue when it came to performing is I had a hard time being present and singing. Like I always left my body. Um, so I wanted to give her, you know, as these emotions are coming up for her, you know, different ways to support herself. And so we came up with a plan and plan number or so, you know, think I took her through a little meditation and, you know, we found a, a safe toy, which was a squishy for her and then a safe uh, space. And for her, it was her pet. Um, and then we came up with it. The third thing was that we were going to, you know, dance it out and shake it out and sing around the move and just ah! and get it all out of our body. So but I, she needed a little bit more of emotional support this week. And that, that's a water sign. So my water sign kids are having a lot of emotions. Um, my earth signs are like pretty good to go. They're like, okay, great. Like that you can kind of just tell that they're just like, uh-huh. Like they just want to keep doing the same thing. They just want to, like they don't want it to be a big thing that showcases coming up next week, if that makes sense. Like the, like my fire kids, oh my gosh, they're like, okay, showcase is coming up and they're like changing songs. Like, oh my gosh, all my fire kids are like changing songs or like trying to change songs or like kind of, are getting really inspired and excited and then also like two seconds later freaking out like there's a lot of big emotions so for my fire kids I'm having to kind of we're having to have a lot of conversations and be like okay you know like let's talk about how we're feeling and let's talk about you know I had one of my kids yesterday is a Sag and she wanted to change her song and I was like hey babe like let's talk about this and you know, cause she was freaking out and she was getting, and she was very passionate and she gave me a very long speech as to why she should get to change her song a week before showcase. And I listened to both of her songs and, you know, gave her my honest feedback cause I'm an earth sign and that's what I do. And I'm just like, nope, you do not change right before a show. And I'm, I'm pretty stubborn on that kind of stuff. Um, some extreme circumstances anyway, but she wanted to change. And that's a very, so all my fire kids are kind of like that. Like, they're just like, okay, good. And then my er, my air signs are having a lot of anxiety. Like, it's a lot of, like, just mental chatter and battles. And they kind of also are getting a little distracted. Um, so, but that's like kids under stress. So, but my earth sign kids, yeah, they're just like really consistent. So my Taurus kids, I don't actually think I any of my Taurus kids are performing, Nope, they're not, which makes sense because Taurus is not like about being in the center of attention. Um, so I feel like I kept giving Taurus a really good, good, thorough overview. So we're going to move on now or we're, we still have two more earth signs to get through. But it, we are approaching Taurus season. So it does feel fair for me to give Taurus like a ridiculous amount of time because that's kind of going to be a theme on this podcast is like whatever you know, season that we're transitioning into or moving into or we're currently in, I'm going to highlight that, you know, astrology sign more so that we can kind of understand the energy that we're in from like all different avenues and all different ways. So like, you know, I'm talking about the earth signs because I'm wrapping up a series, but I did figure let's go ahead and highlight Taurus because, hey, by the time this episode comes out, Taurus season's really there. Tor you know, the sun goes into Taurus. I don't have the exact date. Let's let me check on that. Actually, you know what? I can check my show notes. So if you're curious about days when things happen and as I'm going through stuff, if you're like, I can't remember, um, go to the April forecast episode 
and go to the show notes and I have a list of all of the dates in April. And fun fact, I use this. So actually up on the 19th, the day this episode comes out, the sun enters the sign of Taurus. Because not only are we entering into this seat, we're talking a lot about Taurus because A, it's an earth element. We're wrapping up the earth, the element series, but also because we're now in Taurus season. And I want you guys to understand the energy we're moving into um, with that. So there that is. So next we have Virgo. That is the next earth sign we will talk about today. See, my actress self coming out. So crazy. So Virgo. Okay, so Virgo, let's talk about the basics. So we really got into Taurus. Um, probably not going to spend as long on Virgo and Capricorn. So the next earth sign is Virgo. Virgo is ruled by the planet Mercury. So we already know that Mercury rules Gemini. So if you remember from the air series, so this is, if you're not, if you don't want to listen to all the element series before you listen to this one, might be good to go back and listen to air because air is going to be the same planets that rule earth. So we can kind of contrast that a little bit. So I'll be referring to air planets a lot this episode. Um, so Taurus, it's, uh, you know, other sign is Libra. So that's the beauty um, essence, just like with Venus and Taurus. Um, and then Mercury rules Gemini, which is we talked about in the air episode is technology, ideas, communication. Um, it's your every day. It can be like it can be like your commute to work and emails and like short conversations. It can also be like podcasting. So it's something that like maybe you do like more like you would consume in small amounts. Um so yeah, go back, listen to the air. I'm not going to go through Gemini, but that's uh, Gemini. And then Mercury also rules Virgo. So that's its kids. So Virgo is a little, so Virgo, since it's an earth sign, but still kind of has that like techie take apart engineer piece that Gemini does. But instead of doing it on like technology and ideas and like computers or more like that, or even like in conversation, it does it more on physical things. So like carpentry is a very Virgo example or even like engineering or like manipulating like um, physical things or like even the senses. So like um, my partner is an audio engineer and he has Jupiter and Virgo and he is really good at making, you know, expanding and making and like twiddling he's also a carpenter like he also works with wood um he's a gemini too so there's a lot of that mercurial energy but you know that the virgo piece is the you know carpentry or it can also be held so virgo is it's but it's like the taking apart and the perfecting and the making better of the 3d and the physical world Okay, so if we really, I probably should have started with Capricorn as far as like the story of the earth signs. Um, but I went in order of the calendar year instead because that's how it's set up in the calendar, uh, Taurus, Virgo, Capricorn. But if you think about Capricorn being the cardinal sign, which we'll get to next, um, as the initiator of the earth sign. So it's creating, it's doing, it's making um Taurus is maintaining and then Virgo is perfecting or making better. So you can also think about, you know, in terms of the modalities 
Um, and you can find all of this, all these fun, fancy words, modalities and all this. So modalities are the way that the element moves. You can find all these big, fancy words down in the vocabulary list. So the modalities are the way that the earth element actually operates. The modality cardinal, it initiates. Fixed, it maintains. Immutable, it transforms, changes, alters. Um, or adapts in some way. So Virgo energy is about the making better. So also Virgo, it's like the editor, it edits words, Um, it's perfecting things. So my partner's very perfectionistic about like, sound or the way things look or like meticulous and perfectionistic is not the word or well no perfectionistic is the word when it comes to Virgo but also meticulous um and like very detail oriented um so you know gonna be on time like Virgos are very like they like lists my brother's a Virgo oh my gosh I was over there the other day and he like had his list and he had his routines and like Virgos really like their routines and they like their consistency and they are adaptable so like I can go like I called my brother last week and I was like do you want to go for a walk for like a couple days and he was like like a few days in a row I like called him and asked that and he was like, yeah, let's go for a walk. And I was like, okay, cool. So he's like, okay, with me, like interrupting his day, like he can adapt. But he, yeah, like he has his list. And he's like, okay, well, now I'm going to go get food. And I go to this place. And he kind of has his little routine. And it's, he's just so Virgo. It's honestly so endearing to watch. Um, But Virgo is also like communication um, and speech as just like, because it's Mercury. So it rule, it's still under it's still you know it's dad or mercury feels very binary or non-binary to me so it's (laughs) i don't know uh creator if you will uh it's ruler uh it's pop you know (laughs) it's ai informant is mercury uh the kids are gemini and virgo so I just got on such a rant there, but it's so Virgo still rules communication. So you'll find a lot of Virgos are writers or editors or, you know, things like that, or singers are really good with words or known for their voice. So here I'm going to go through some famous Virgos, Beyonce, um, Melissa McCarthy, Tim Burton. We're going to come back to that one. That's a big one. Adam Sandler um, and Michael Jackson. So those are some famous Virgos. Also, Adam Sandler, Sean Connery, Freddie Mercury, um, and Kobe Bryant. So this is, so let's go. So you know how we talked about in the last, when we talked about Taurus, that like we need to look at where Venus is in the chart to kind of talk about, because all those celebrities sound super different, right? So let's talk about where, um, like, where Mercury or the ruler of the their Virgoiness is in the birth chart. So in that nature, because Mercury is the non-binary humanoid or centoid, <laughs> I don't know, that created uh, Gemini and Virgo. I feel like I'm just having like an astro nerd out with myself right now. Um, we need to look at where Mercury is in the chart of these celebrities to see how their Virgo is flavored. So let's talk about good old... Beyonce. So Beyonce has her Mercury in Libra. So that's a very like beautiful display of her gift of communication. And she, 
Here's the thing. Beyonce is, yes, she's a singer. Yes, she's, you know, has done some acting, but she has a way of communicating. Like if you've seen Black as King, um, it's a phenomenal like communication of art (laughs) I mean like I'm just gonna link it in the show notes I don't even really want to like it's just phenomenal but she does it in such an artistic way and that's Libra that's the Venus so she's so yes she's communicating but she's not doing it in a very um what's the word in your face way it's communicating with beauty and poetry rather than text and words now she does speak like it's there's a lot of spoken word either and even in this like movie film like big music video musical like spiritual experience i don't even really know how to describe it's phenomenal it's on disney plus i think i said it was on netflix it's not on netflix it's on disney plus i will link it in the show notes it's phenomenal go watch it but it's it's communicating words and text in this very beautiful way. So that's how her Virgo is, you know, flavored. And even though Beyonce is like a star and queen and like all this, she's just fierce AF and I love her. She has a very, she has that kind of privacy that you can see in a lot of Virgos. Like Virgos, my brother, I think would be a very, an interesting exception because then he has his moon and Sag, which makes him very okay with getting attention. Um, but a lot of times people like with Virgo, like they may, they're in, you know, and Samuel, I would say too, like he's really funny and like outgoing, but he does like his privacy and he does kind of like to keep to himself. And like that you see that in Beyonce and like, she's not, just showing her whole life all the time. You know, she definitely has this kind of like privacy to her. Um, but yeah, and then she has that just Virgo brilliant way of communicating in, and it's flavored in Libra, which is the art and beauty. So that's a Virgo. And then let's contrast with someone very different, Tim Burton, who has his Mercury in Leo. So Leo is drama. It's the drama. I'm a Leo rising. So I'm a wonderful display of the drama, right? And I do my, I, I put on, I do weird voices and I, um, I want things to feel like a play or a production. And yeah, Tim Burton, holy shit. Yes. Um, if you're not familiar with him, who Tim Burton is, um, The Nightmare Before Christmas, um, he's done Tim Burton's like Alice in Wonderland. I can't even think like I'm blanking out on Tim Burton stuff. I love Tim Burton, but right now I'm blanking out. Um, But just Google him. He's done so many movies. He's awesome. Um, But he's very dramatic way of communicating what he's writing like. And Michael Jackson also has is a Virgo with his Mercury and Leo. And I would say, oh my gosh, yes. Michael Jackson, again, actually kind of interestingly, also like Beyonce, like like to make these almost movies. Like his music videos, if you've ever seen like Thriller, um, or, or he literally would make like full-length movies as well. Um, but he would create like he would really blur the lines between movie and music video. Like it was always like somewhere in there. That's that very dramatic, that Leo thing. Um, So he communicated in a very dramatic way. Um, 
as is as does Tim Burton and in very visual and Leo is a very visual sign. It's fixed fire. So it's a very like visual display. Melissa McCarthy and Adam Sandler both have their Mercuries in Virgo. So I think that's really interesting because that means that they have their ruling sign with their sun sign, but then also Virgo is ruled by Mercury. So we talked earlier about domicile. So that's, you know, Mercury's kids, if you will. So Mercury's kids are Gemini and Virgo. Therefore, he has domis. So he has, when Virgo is, or I mean, sorry, when Mercury is in Virgo, it's in its domicile. It's in, you know, the sign, one of the signs or Virgo or Gemini, it's in one of the signs that it's parent or it rules over. So it's really powerful in that sign. So I mentioned earlier that Virgo also, like a lot of times Virgos are really funny and they're good with their words and they're good with like, you know, kind of... They're good with comedy and they're good with like taking what's in the everyday and seeing the humor in it. And so Adam Sandler and Melissa McCarthy both have are comedians and they both are Virgo sons with their Mercury and Virgos. I mean, yeah, with their Mercury and Virgo. So they're and they are they're both really funny and they're both really good at like they're just like funny people, too. They can do stand up. They can do movies like they they have funny minds and that's you know that's a very virgo thing but they're yeah they're quick so and for my virgo kids oh my virgo kids want to write everything down so everything that i say they're like okay hang on can i write that down i'm like yep sure um they need consistency from week to week but they also want to change a lot because virgo is a mutable sign so my virgo kids i'm like okay you, you can't you know they want to change songs a lot too, but their arguments are always so much more logical. Um, but they want, they really, oh, they love games. Mercury loves games. So my Virgo kids, they wanted to play games. Also my Gemini kids. So if you have Gemini or Virgo kids, playing games is a great way to get them to do and learn anything. Um, so but they they really enjoy that. They enjoy puzzles because um, Virgo, again, they like to take things apart and put them together, um, put them back together because that's like that engineering mind. Um, they So they also want to like perfect things. Um, and they, so that's like where the editor comes in. It's also where the health piece of it comes in. A lot of times you associate like Virgo with health conscious. Um, it's Virgo. It's the virgin. That's the archetype for it. Oh, I didn't mention that Taurus is the bull. Um, so there's that stubborn quality. One of the shadow qualities a lot of people associate with Taurus is, um, yeah, the bull or, um, I mean, is stubbornness or, but it's also that loyalty, um, and then with Virgo, it's the virgin, it's the pure thing. So, Vir, you know, Virgo is wanting to extract the purity um, of something or make it the most perfect that it can be. So that's Virgo. And then finally, we're going to end on Capricorn. So Capricorn is my sun sign. Capricorn is ruled by Saturn. Saturn also rules Aquarius. Capricorn is the goat. So Capricorn is also a cardinal earth sign. So it's initiating. Capricorns get shit done. So I'm going to just go ahead and read off my list of famous caps. Um, We have 
Lin-Manuel Miranda, Tiger Woods, Dolly Parton, Michelle Obama, Jane Fonda, Betty White, Muhammad Ali, Elvis Presley, and Jim Carrey. That is a group of people that have accomplished a hell of a lot. So, and have had incredible staying power. And even like Elvis is such an amazing example. Like he's gone. He's been passed away for decades. And he's still, people are like, he's the ghost of Elvis is here. Like Capricorn, Saturn is staying power. It's consistency, but it's things that last the test of time because Saturn is time. So that's why Capricorn's also associated with like patriarchy and government and tradition um, and family values, but it stands the test of time. So like uh, the goat, the Capricorn is the goat. It's ruled by the goat um, and, or is associated with the goat. And then one of the things about a goat that I think is funny, because again, you're talking to your girl with five planets in Capricorn. I have a lot of Capricorn and my son in Capricorn is the ruler of my entire chart and I have my Saturn in Capricorn. So, you know, as we were talking about, like, I'm a very Capricorn Capricorn, um, I guess if you would say. Um, definitely some that are less, but I I can accomplish a lot. And it's funny because I have Mercury. I mean, I'm sorry. I have Neptune and Uranus in Capricorn. And I think sometimes that makes me not see that I accomplish a lot. And I was just talking to one of, one of my friends and she has a Virgo moon and she's a, uh, Libra sun Virgo moon. And she, was like, I feel like you do a lot. And I'm like, really? I don't feel like I do anything. I feel like I'm so lazy. And that's a really typical Capricorn thing. Like we never feel like we're doing enough. Um, But we also like will keep doing something and keep at something until we get it. So like I am okay. I've always been okay with like starting something and being really bad at it. Like I'm like, yeah, I can, I have to want to do it. But like, I love dancing and like, I'm not great at dancing, but I will start and like just continue until I get better at something. So I did that with music. I did that with like reading music or, you know, rhythm or painting or literally anything. I'm just like, I'm just going to start it and keep doing it until I like and like, yeah, now I'm good at, you know, singing and stuff. But I remember I wasn't that great when I was younger. Like some of the kids that I listened to that like I was not near that good when I was a kid. And I, I mean, I'm. I mean, I'm, I, I would consider myself a, like, I don't know. I'm not a professional vocalist, but like, I would consider myself, like, I feel like I've mastered that craft. Um, also don't feel like I'm a master vocalist, but it's something that I've spent at least 10,000 hours working on. That's what I mean by like, I've mastered, not like I can't learn anything else, but I've spent a lot of time like honing my craft. And that's a very Capricorn thing to do. Um, like, and when I say a lot of time, I mean, like, I mean, and I'm still working on my technique, but I mean, I've been working on voice and music and really most, I mean, pretty consistently since I was, I don't know, 14, I guess. So, I mean, that's like, 16 years. So, I mean, like I, I've always was doing something to like keep that up, like even to either taking voice lessons or really just working on my own technique myself. And like, but I've spent a, and then I, you know, went to school for it and done it professionally. And now I teach. So the best way I honestly think to 
hone in on my craft at this point is just to teach it over and over and over. And I'm realizing how good my technique is getting, but that's a very Capricorn thing. Like I've just kept at this for a really long time and I've gotten good at it, but I wasn't naturally good at it. Like some of my kids, I'm like, shit, like they just walk in and they have amazing ears and they just hear everything great. I was not that kid. Um, So one of the things about a Capricorn energy is that it gets better with age and it also tends to quote unquote age backwards. So a lot of these people, you know, Dolly Parton, I think is a great example because I just feel like she's almost like weirdly forever young, like at this point, like she's, she's deaf, she's not like, she just Obviously, she's had a lot of surgery, but there's something about her that just has some like she just that her beauty is just stood the test of time. And she's just been herself the whole time to the point that um, it's worked. And what's funny is that Dolly Parton has her, you know, her. So we talk about she has her rule. It's not a ruling sign, but or her ruling planet, but she has the ruler of her sun sign, Capricorn, in its detriment. So it's kind of like it's in the opposite place that it wants to be. So it's a little bit like, you know, to compare to Dennis Rodman. He's so wrong, he's right. And that's kind of Dolly Parton. She just did things her own way. And she, you know, wore huge hair and crazy makeup and big boobs and it's how she wanted to dress and it's how she wanted to be but she did it over time and this honestly this really cancerian loving beautiful harmonious way and over time i mean we're just in love with this woman and she can just do anything and we just she's just so talented and she's because she stood the test of time for us to be able to really see and appreciate who she is um and I mean, Lin-Manuel, huh, talk about can some accomplish some shit. Now, he has his Saturn in Virgo. So this is kind of a fun contrast because talk about that wordsmith. Whew, if you know who Lin-Manuel Miranda is, he wrote Hamilton. He wrote In the Heights. He um, is just freaking brilliant. He's done a lot of other stuff, too. But, I mean, he's just a master of words. He's an amazing lyricist but he's also a really amazing actor and but he's just he but the thoroughness that he like researched Hamilton and how well it's done it's you really see that Virgo Capricorn mix Cap Virgo is about perfecting making things better but it's also that wordsmith and the rhyming and the and oh my gosh if you haven't seen a Hamilton oh it's just a work of genius. And Lin-Manuel Miranda wrote and also was Hamilton. And ironically, Alexander Hamilton has like about a bajillion planets in Capricorn. So like his son, his Mercury, I mean, I want to say it's like six or something. And Lin-Manuel Miranda also has a lot. So he was fascinated by somebody that had his same energy, but also just this tenacity to write and keep going and and just and make something that will last like the whole show was like how will you be remembered ah what a capricorn thing how what will your legacy be how will they tell your story once they're gone i mean that concept and that's kind of where you if you've seen hamilton that's kind of where it all wraps to guys we have been all over the place gilmore girls the bulls basketball and now we are on musical theater um but 
one of the themes is who lives, who dies, who tells your story. And that's one of the, um, gosh, I could like cry thinking about Hamilton. It's just so well done. And it's just, ugh, just the energy on it is just incredible. Um, but it's who lives, who dies, who tells your story. So Virgo, communication, telling, Capricorn, history, legacy, like he he wove himself in that because that's who he is. That's his essence. So he, you can see that he's aware of like how you're remembered matters and how your story is told matters. And Ugh, it's just a work of art, but it works on so many levels with that Capricorn Virgo mix. Um, and so then Jim Carrey, Elvis Presley and Michelle Obama all have their Saturn in Aquarius, which is another Saturn ruled sign. So Dolly, Miss Dolly, she was in good. She was in Saturn, Saturn her Saturn, which rules her Capricorn sun, is in Cancer. So it's in its detriment. It's not where Saturn wants to be. Saturn wants structure. It wants rules. It wants definition. Um, and it's it's the black and white. It's also like Saturn is contraction and it's what you do without. It's loss. Whereas, you know, and so it doesn't do great in... Cancer, which is the opposite of Capricorn, which is about nurture and inclusion and safety and emotions and art and poetry and music. And when I say it doesn't do well, it's just not where Saturn's comfortable. So you can see this kind of walking contradiction of Dolly Parton where she does everything. She does what's wrong till it's right, meaning like the way she dresses and the way that she portrays her um femininity even and her she does all these things but they've stood the test of time because it's really who she is um but it's it's not she doesn't present herself in a way that's always she's so smart she's so so smart but she for a while I think maybe wasn't taken as seriously or kind of seen as a joke when really she's so smart and is okay with people perceiving her how they do. But it's it's a little I think it's that Saturn and Cancer where she's not hasn't always been taken as seriously as, you know, Michelle Obama. And I don't think anybody would say like they're on the same level, but I think that their level of influence and what they've done for society, and I'm not trying to say like one's better than the other. It doesn't matter. That's not the point. But these women are both very powerful women who have done a lot for women and the women's movement and moving forward and progress and and they've created impacts that will stand the test of time, but in very different ways. And so Michelle Obama, hers is an Aquarius. So she's probably, so she's, all, we've, she came on the scene and we were like, oh shit, who is that? So same with like Elvis Presley, like they're, yeah, Jim Carrey too. I mean, Jim Carrey knew what the fuck he wanted. And uh, if you've heard, if you've ever heard, the story of Jim Carrey manifesting $10 million. He wrote himself a $10 million check. Oh, also, if you have not seen Jim and Andy, go watch that shit on Netflix. Jim Carrey is a 
Ugh, I don't even know his brain. It's I'm I'm obsessed with it. It's so interesting, um, the way that he his career is played out like in a spiritual way and like the way he's understood. Like we've just had no idea. So I'm gonna link that in the show notes too. Clearly, I watched a lot of TV last week, guys. Um, oh, also Jenny Georgia, go check that out. It's really cute. Link that in the show notes too. Um, but Jim Carrey, he is so like he came on the scene and was like taken seriously because he's a fantastic comedian but he understood how to do his craft and oh one of the things that he says in this documentary is he just would go home and think what do they want what do they want what do they want oh they want me to not care what they think and that's not the exact quote he said but they want me to not have cares or not take what like basically give up the concern of society so he was like he did like he created this character of like he just he let himself go into like let himself do anything and not worry about what people thought of him anyway I'm honestly butchering it but it's he impacted society in such an interesting way because of the way that he understood society. And Elvis, I would say as well, like there's there's an impact that Elvis created on society by even blending. Like one of the things he did was he um, he introduced dance movements that he picked up um, from the African-American culture, like he, but he put them on, he put, made it mainstream. He made it rock and roll. And I'm not giving him credit for coming up with moving his hips. He didn't. He imitated it. He picked it up from other people. He picked it up from other cultures. But what he did by moving his hips on TV and creating, you know, more sexual movements is he, you know, opened our freaking minds up that that could be okay and that could be acceptable and that that could be a part of culture because it had been oh that's bad that's not you know that can't be but he picked those moves and now it's revolutionary now like he got us he shook us up I mean that's what he I'm all shook up like he shook us all up but talk about some staying power so we can see and I've gone over a lot of and then so I've gone over several. Oh, and then my favorite one is the exalted Saturn in Capricorn, Betty White. Her Saturn is in Libra. And so there are planets. So again, look at the vocab list. So a planet can be either in its domicile and its detriment. It can be exalted or it can be in its fall. So exalted is a sign that a planet does really well in. And then the opposite of its exaltation is its fall. So Libra's or I mean, I'm sorry, Saturn is exalted in the sign of Libra and it is said to have its fall in Leo, which um, the person, wow, this is crazy. So the person on my list that has their Saturn in Leo is Tiger Woods and my person that has an exalted, so that's said to be in its fall and my person that has an exalted Libra is Betty White. So and, you know, society wise, however you feel about these people individually, you know, is irrelevant. I, but I think overall, we can say like, 
our society loves Betty White and we love Tiger Woods and also have had a very negative opinion about Tiger Woods. Like he fell, he fell from elevation. He fell from his height. And because he's a Capricorn, he's gonna, because he's actually good at his craft, but I'm talking like societies. Oh, I'm sorry. So I'm sorry. He has his, Leo is not the, let me correct myself. Leo is the detriment. Um, Saturn is said to be in its detriment in Leo. Um, actually, the Saturn is in its fall in Aries. So I'm so sorry I correct that. But still, we can see what happens when somebody has, you know, their Capricorn in a quote unquote bad sign or like a more negative sign, um, it can mean that like, okay, yeah, he isn't always been beloved. Like he's had to work really hard. And then he's like made mistakes that have been outed and have been shown. And like, it's been very visible because again, in Leo, um, versus like Betty White, where her Saturn is exalted and it's a, it's like the woman can't age like she's just gonna stay or she can't die like she's just gonna be with us forever which I'm totally okay with um but we just love her like we just love her and we want her to stay around like and she's so funny and she's so like you know she's like she 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 gives her Capricorn energy like a lightheartedness where it's easier because Capricorn can be a bit of a ball buster and sometimes can be a little intimidating. Um, but when you know Saturn is in Libra, it just makes it, it gives it like almost a charming, like happy, balanced because you know Libra is the balanced scale, so she just has a very balanced way about her, and also Libra's beauty. And I think you know she's such a beautiful woman and a beautiful soul, and has just brought harmony and to so so many of us, um, or just joy. So anyway, and then okay, let me go through my Capricorn. So that's all my celebs I've got, and I'm gonna wrap this up here because I've been talking for a long time, but you know. A lot, lot of energy going on right now. And I missed a week. So maybe you guys can just consider this like, you know, for my my week I missed. Um, part one, part two, boo. Um, but let's talk about my Capricorn kids. Oh my gosh. So Capricorns, one of the things about them is we, I said earlier, we age backwards. So sometimes Capricorn energy can be like a little too serious. And I can admit I was a very serious Capricorn child. And I, and I was told as a child by a therapist, you're going to make a great adult. You're not that great of a kid. Um, cause I just was so serious. And I was like, well, what is life? Like, Again, oh my 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 Saturn opposes Jupiter, so I'm like, what is life? What is like, um, what is the meaning of all this? Which is Jupiter, so is the meaning and the belief. So, but I was very serious because Capricorn children are very serious. So all my Capricorn kids, like, they do want to do the same thing week to week. They'll keep working at something. Oh my gosh, my Capricorn kids will do the same song for like a fucking like two months and never ask to change. Um, but they also are just very like realistic about everything. They're just like, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's fine. Like they're, they don't come in like bouncing off the walls, but they're like, they're not sad, but they always kind of have this like kind of melancholia about them. And sometimes like, if you didn't know any better, you'd be like, are they depressed? They're not depressed. They're just solemn. They're serious. Um, and, but they also like, 
they get a lot done and they do a lot and they'll keep going at something. And like all of my Capricorn students, I've been teaching for like ever. I feel like, like I'm like, I've had them forever and they never leave. I'd say that also about my Aquarius students. I have the most Aquarius and Capricorn students and they just, yeah, they're just really consistent and great. And, but they're also funny. Like they kind of have a dark sense of humor because Saturn also can be associated with like darkness. So they kind of have like this dark sense of humor about things. And they're just like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's they're like, yeah, kind of sucks. I don't know. I can't think of any examples, but they just, they're just, yeah, kind of just have this like kind of darkness looming over them sometimes. But they're really hardworking. And they also like want to be treated like adults. Like they don't want you to like, they can't, they all come in like that. You're like, they're like, okay, we're here for business. Let's get this done. Let's get the show on the road. We're going to do our warm ups and then we're going to sing our song. And okay, we've been working on this for approximately a month and a half. I think it's about time for us to, like, they're always in a business meeting. Okay. So, and I can relate. I can get like that a little bit um, with my kids and in life. So Capricorn wanting to turn everything into a business meeting. Um, okay. Well, I hope I probably I know I didn't spend as much time on Virgo and Capricorn and I probably spent a completely unequal amount of time on each of those but I'm gonna stop there because I have been talking for a very long time and I also have to go teach in less than 30 minutes so I and I'm in sweats so definitely cutting it close today but I really 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 enjoyed recording today's episode I hope you guys enjoyed listening to it um I was gonna talk about a new business that I'm launching fall 2021. Um, well, it's a official launch will happen then, but I wanted to go ahead and open it up to you guys. Um, I don't have a ton of like hard information, but it is officially open for business. It's called Good Vibe Brides. And, and what its goal and what it is, it is a basically astrology for bachelorette parties. So I've already done one of these and I'm so excited to start doing more of them um, because what happens is we can do this virtually or in person. And if you're in Nashville um, within 30 mile radius, so even if you come to Nashville for like a bachelorette party, you can book an in-person like reading for up to six people. And it doesn't have to just be bachelorette parties. So even if like you and a group of your girlfriends are like wanting to get away or like a, you know, birthday party, but it is, I've, I've started, I'm kind of marketing it towards bachelorette parties because if you don't know, Mad National is like the bachelorette capital of the world. <laughs> like, so we have lots of bachelorette parties here and um, I also love bachelorette parties and bonding and I love women coming together and I think there's something really sacred and beautiful about it. Um, and I'm, I'm going to do a whole episode where I like tell the story of, you know, how I came up with this business. This has been a long time coming. I'll say that. Um, but just to kind of give you guys an option, if you're curious about it or want to know more, or maybe even potentially would like to book me for a party, we can do this in Nashville or virtually. I'm also willing to travel. Haven't figured out all like the travel expenses stuff yet and what that would look like, but I would totally be open to honestly just about anything. So if you wanted to book me in Bali on a retreat for your business, 
I'm down. Um, again, it's gonna it's good vibe brides, but I can see this morphing into me doing like just group readings for people. So it's still very, very new. I don't have everything like hammered out, but I do want to just kind of say like I'm open for business. Um, so what will you'll get, and this is really any group that you're in, um, but whether this is, you know, and it doesn't have to just be women either, whether this is like a retreat or a bachelorette party or a birthday party or whatever, or even baby shower um, can be, that could be a really fun thing. But again, just all in the works now, um, haven't officially launched, but what that will look like is what you get if you do book. So let me just say, I am open for business, ready to book. So what you'll get um, for, let's say you're doing a bachelorette party is you will get a reading for up to six people. And if it's more than that, we can talk prices, but up to six people and you will get a printout of your chart and um, on the back, you will have places to take notes. So it's up to, I say it needs to be about three hours and I go through your entire group and it's so fun. And I teach you about your sun, your moon, your rising sign. I'm also going to talk to you guys about how you show up in the bride's chart, which is really fun. Um, or, you know, the birthday girl's chart or whoever, um, or if this is like a business group, like each other's charts, um, and then there's like little games that I play to help you guys kind of not like quizzes of like um, I did this recently and they thought I was like going to quiz them. And I was like, no, that would be weird. But more like I'm <laughs> that would actually I could see myself doing that. But no, more like um, I like read off a bunch of information about one person in the group and then everyone like guesses. Um, but it's basically just like a fun time where you get to hang out, chat about astrology, learn about astrology, pretty much have an astrologer at your fingertips. But I'm really going to teach you guys about your chart. So even if you have like a group of people that nobody knows anything about astrology, this is it's still a really fun thing. So like for your friend that's obsessed with astrology, um, if it's her bachelorette party, this would be super fun. Um, so yeah, and I, I again want to say that this is a really fun thing to do virtually. And I know with so many, you know, with COVID and and people even just starting to open up to the idea of doing like more virtual events, um, I wanted I, I want us to have I wanted to provide like a service that would make those really fun and special because I think so many people have had to oh my gosh, I'm like feeling emotional. I can like feel this. So many people have had to put parts of their lives on hold and have had to celebrate big milestones virtually. And I think, you know, they're so it it can feel difficult to not be able to physically touch the people that you love and to just be able to provide a service where like, and you're going to get like a little care package and you'll get, you know, little goodies. And I'm not going to say what like all's in it, but little, you know, based on what type of party you do. I have like a basically a basic, um, like a deluxe and a premium. Those will not be like the names that I go with, but that's like the different packages. Um, and there's different things in each package. And I'll, I don't want to spend a ton of time going into all that, but if you're curious, hit me up, let's chat about it. Um, is I feel like I'm going into a lot. I may do like a little bonus episode where I talk about it at some point. Um, or actually I'm doing, a, hopefully I'm doing an episode pretty soon about business with some of my friends. So I may talk about it then and they may help me hammer out some of those details in the episode because it's kind of got a Capricorn, a Libra, a Libra sun and Virgo moon. So lots of Capricorn, Virgo 
in Libra energy amongst the three of us. So talking about business and making it better and pretty. So anyway, that episode will be fun for you guys to listen to, too. Um, but I hope you guys, but if you're interested in that, please hit me up on Instagram, Victoria G. Stevens. Um, you can also go to my website, victoriagreerstevens.com. All of this information will be provided in the show notes. If you're interested in booking a good vibe brides party. Um, and if you enjoyed today's episode, please let me know. Reach out on social media. Again, Victoria G. Stevens on Instagram. DM me. Um, if you liked today's episode, please rate, review, subscribe so you don't miss an episode because aren't these fun and then we can hang out every week. Um, but also um, share it. Um, that's the best. If you're enjoying this, that's kind of the best way that you can help support me and my work and what I'm doing is just by sharing my information. Um, if you're interested in a reading, all of that is below. Um, I've been chatting with some p- different ones of you guys, different clients, but also listeners of the podcast. And I heard that my um, reading system was really confusing. Thank you so much for that feedback. It is confusing because I had all these different types of readings, um, like birth chart readings, and I think people felt overwhelmed as to which one. So I have simplified it, and now I have very simple readings. I It's just one type of reading if you want to do an astrology reading, and if you want to do a mini reading, that's one type, and then if you wanted to do like a couple's reading. So... There's a general birth chart reading. There's a mini like recorded 10 minute reading available for $50. Um, General birth chart reading is available like for a 75 minute. Um, And then if you wanted to do like one with your business partner, best friend or romantic partner or even parent, um, you can do a synastry um, compatibility reading. Um, as well. Uh, Also, Akashic Records readings are available. Um, But that way, I've just simplified because I think I had like soul purpose and chart your course and all these different types of readings. And let's be real. In reality, when you come into a reading with me, I'm listening to my intuition. I'm listening to you. I'm looking at your chart. And I'm not using a system. Okay, well, I'm only going to go over this thing because we're doing soul purpose and we're not going to talk about their relationship. Absolutely not. I don't perform my readings like that. I am very, it's very specific to you. So I didn't, I think I just categorized all those things because I'm a Capricorn and I like categories, but (laughs) I made it simple for you guys. So please, if you would like that book or reading, I'd love, love, love to get to read your charts and get to know you guys more. I hope you have a fantastic day. Enjoy this Taurus energy. Let me know how you're feeling. Peace out, kids. (laughs) 